G'day, mates. Welcome. It's, it's Jimmy. <laughs> digital, digital, get down with Bennett, Heather, and Shay Jimmy. We have been watching You're the Worst. If you and can. the Great British Bake Yes, so we've got quite the British combination going of mm. accents. We are not talking about either of those on the show today. No, but we're totally up to date on 2012 Great Brit- British Baking <laughs> yes. Show. We have finally finished that uh, surprising conclusion of a show is from there, seven years ago. Is there anything more terrifying than Googling someone from a reality show from seven years ago and just praying that they're alive. Oh, I was going to say that they're not uh, in Dead jail. Deadbeat or, yeah, true. Any of those outcomes would have been he's bad. Going back to being a lawyer, so I guess that's not the best. Did he fail out of the fancy cooking school? Then? No, he just said that he uh, was feeling like something Poor. was missing and felt like he wanted to fight for justice and use the uh, law degree that he has. Okay. Anyway. Uh, do you want to start, or do you want? I know you have a lot of feelings that I you need to get off your get chest. Out. I have a mailbag entry from last week. Okay. Do you want to start with that, or would you? Yeah, like let's to... kick off with that. So the other week we were talking about um, comedy specials on Netflix. Maybe this was two yes. weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a message from one of our biggest fans uh-huh. slash also sometimes guest. Um, I would guess it would be Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Okay, got it. Can I just read it from her? Sure. I don't think I can do a good, like, impression of her. That's not what people do on mailbags, so that's okay. (laughs) Elizabeth says, Just finished listening to the last Digital Digital Get Down episode, and I wanted to tell you about this hilarious, awful thing that happened to our Netflix about comedy specials. Basically, my roommate and I will only watch comedy specials if the person is not a white, straight man. Mm. But I recently went down this rabbit hole watching Daniel Sloss, who is kind of white, straight guy, but also Scottish and also somewhat not shitty about things. So we watched his two Netflix specials. And now, even though beforehand almost all of our comedy was like Hassan Minaj and Ali Wong and Comedians of the World, we now have an entire row on our Netflix homepage that's because you liked Daniel Sloss and it's entirely white boy comedy. Please save us. There is no backing out of once Netflix thinks you like something, I'm pretty sure it's in there forever. forever. It's just like I was talking about with Amazon, how Amazon thinks I'm a middle school boy because I participated in a Secret Santa with my middle school class. Now the only things I'm allowed to like are Naruto and Fortnite. Yeah, that's why I fully support the people who try to um, disrupt like Facebook's algorithms, but by just like liking everything they can find on the yes. internet, because once you have so many computerized interests, then it adds it's absolutely no value. Yeah. yeah. Um. So we're we're recording at the, the tail end of a long weekend. Long for you emotionally, or long oh, days? Oh yeah, gosh. <laughs> but my, Do you still have your no. no you took the shirt off. First, I was gonna say the high point of the weekend for me was our Barnes and Noble outing. <laughs> I forgot seems we were like, talk about Seems this. like every week I come in with Barnes Noble antics. Yes. This one may have gotten me in even more trouble than <laughs> the previous one. I was the the perpetrator of this one mostly yeah. though. This we went we stopped at the Mall of America, number one tourist destination of the Twin Cities. Of Miss of the the country? Huh? Minnesota? Tourist destination? I said the Twin Cities. Of Minnesota, but yeah. it's like also one of the highest in the country, yeah. I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, so they have a decent-sized Barnes & Noble. I think it has the most parking spaces, second to the Disney Worlds. And you were excited because they had Disney-esque parking alerts. Yes, the things that tell you if the lane is full or not. Yeah, anyways. Um, 
So I browsed the, the staff picks area, mm -hmm. um, which always has like a tender spot in my heart because I wrote a, a crappy short story that never crappy. got published. That was one of your best short related stories. Related to um, staff picks. Yeah. Uh, recommendations by bookshop owners. And uh, these ones were not quite up to snuff, in my opinion. Not very. Uh, the Great Gatsby was like, this very, one's a classic. Not very courageous <laughs> no or <shit> create, <laughs> create, creative. Um, and then we took it upon ourselves to go through the aisles. Not the staff picks. To go no. through like the aisles where they have... The ones uh, that were open-faced kind yeah, of. Yeah, the ones that they flipped out or put in front of other books. Yeah. And if we didn't agree with the ones they had chosen to highlight, we just rotated them. their books. Yeah. So they were all in the right spot alphabetically. They just... That's got to be they a personal didn't decision. They deserve yeah. to be put out like that, some of them. Do you think Big Book come and, comes and says these are the books that should be facing outward? Or Possibly. is it totally like a store decision? I don't know. I haven't looked that deeply into it. But I felt uh, really vindicated mm. walking around and being like, God, this one was no. terrible. Doesn't there was a couple it. that I like literally hid behind other books. Yeah. Beautiful Ruins. Um, so that's house. my highlight of the weekend. Um, and we were not subtle about it either. The Australian Open's been on, and we're going to move on from there. Next. What was your low light of the weekend? Mm. Is it your bad news? No. I mean, Roger Federer would be my low point, I think. I'm, I'm on my wanna, way back. I'm on the road about back. your feelings? Should we share? Um, What's happening? Well, it's just, it's tricky with the Australian Open, right? Because I can't, I can't really stay up all night. Mm -hmm. If you cared enough, you could. <laughs> <laughs> so this happened Saturday night into Sunday. Mm -hmm. So it probably started around Saturday night at like 2 a.m. Sunday morning, I guess. Um, so I woke up and, my God, fucking ESPN. Did they ruin it for you? No. Okay. But first of all, I had to sign up for their god-awful service Plus. because they did not show the TFO match from start to finish. You had an American man... The first American man who's not on the right wing um, mm -hmm. to get deep into a major tournament. And they were showing Sharapova because men like to hear her grunt, I guess. And so that really pissed me off. So finally I gave in and signed up for the goddamn seven-day trial just so that I could watch the match I wanted to watch. Anyways, that then allowed me to watch a replay of Roger's match uh, on Sunday morning and the only bit of spoiler offered is the time of the match. Okay. Because it showed you how long yeah. the video was. So it was four hours long. Oh, dear. So that's... I was like, it's a pretty decent sized match. That's long. But he won the, Roger won the first set in like an hour and 20 minutes, which mm -hmm. is long. So I was like, there's no way that Sissipas will win three sets in like two and a half hours. Like he would have to whip him. Mm -hmm. Uh... But but that's what happened. They misled you. Or you misled yourself. I got too cocky, yeah. And so the match itself was fine. Roger had opportunities to to win. I think one of the things that endears me about Federer a lot is that he's not infallible by any stretch. He gets nervous at big points, too. You can tell he gets frustrated with himself. He overthinks it. Like, he does have a human element, even though he's a gorgeous, perfect man. Mm -hmm. Um... And now in the aftermath, I'm just annoyed because everyone's saying that Tsitsipas, that was like a, a changing of the guard because, you know, years and years ago, Roger Federer beat Pete Sampras at Wimbledon and that was when Pete went away. anybody. Yeah, all of the top players have lost to decent up-and-comers at one point or another. 
and Roger looked pretty good in this tournament. I don't think I don't think this is a sign of the think times. It's fair. Analysis. Yeah. Are we rooting for Sissy Pasta's Oh, I want him. Uh, yeah, I want him to get whipped by Mr. Agu. I mean, my nickname for him is Sitzbath, so that's pretty embarrassing as is. Maybe yeah. we should spread that around. Sure. Would that make you feel better? Um, the other thing that made me feel better was not Dominic Team losing in the second round, having to retire due to lack of Are energy. Still getting his shirt. Well, that's what my first good news-ish thing was. Is that I really liked his kit. You should say kit when you talk about. Okay. Uh, tennis uniforms. Uh, it was this cool, like, blue, wavy color. Yeah, and it's made out of recycled materials. Is it? Adidas made, like, his big thing is hashtag save the ocean or something. Cool. And so he was wearing recycled plastic from Adidas. Which one do you want? Pretty cool. I like them. Which one do you want? Um, the darker one. The darker one? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's my weekend in a nutshell, I'd say. Are we moving on to good news, bad news, good news, bad news? We forgot news. about all our jingles. Jingles! Um, I had one other quick good news, mm -hmm. which was that when you log on to AmericanExpress.com right now, there's this little banner that says, if you work for the government and you're struggling with money right now, just give us a call. We'll help you out. And I kind of appreciated that. That they're going to upcharge them for a loan? No, the opposite. That if you're going to be late on your credit card, it's okay. Uh... Oh, I yeah, it. and I thought, you know, with how evil capitalism is, it's kind of nice to remember that behind all these it's headless corporations, machine? yeah, and human beings who you can be like, come on, dude, reckon with me, help me out a little bit here. Yeah. And occasion, on occasion, it benefits you. All right, any good news from you, Shay Jemmy? Um, Kamala Harris. Yeah. <laughs> Kamala Harris, not Harris. Kamala Harris is running for president. I like her. Okay. I think I like her better than Elizabeth Warren. Does Digital Digital get down endorse her already? Not yet. Okay. Um, I did already get an email from her, though. Mm -hmm. I was like, They're you listening. signed up for her thing. I'm like, definitely didn't. I'm excited about it. I think the Obamas it. passed it on. Probably. Um, Nancy Pelosi, I know you're not a fan of her personally. Just her face, mostly. But I thought it was pretty ballsy that she, like, uninvited President Trump from giving the State of the Union if he doesn't... Um, if open he doesn't reopen the government. Pretty cool tactic. Um, the Michael Jackson gymnastics routine that I showed you. Y yeah, you should clarify. It's not like Michael Jackson doing. Oh no, the um, it's a cool gymnastics routine from yeah. I think it's like UCLA, UCLA or yeah. some other college gymnastics uh, competition, and it was a really cool yeah, routine. Yeah, it, it went the, viral. The, the people pass. know. Yeah. Um, and the Gillette commercial. Controversy aside, uh -huh. and I think the controversy is mostly made up for a news story. Uh, I didn't really see that many people actually complaining about it, and I saw some interesting um, breakdowns of some of the news stories about it. And when you clicked yeah. on the links, it was like one person with three followers that complained about it, and they were like using that as a primary source. Oh, so much of journalism now is can I search Twitter and find a tweet that you know, supports my story. And this one seems yeah. to be particularly bad. Like most people were not actually complaining about it. Yeah. And it turned into this thing like, can you believe people are mad about this commercial? And it's like three people with no Twitter followers were mad about it. And it's turned into like a, yeah. they make it seem like it's like a 50-50 kind of split <laughs> and it's not. Um, but I liked it. Why didn't they save it for the Super Bowl is what it left me thinking. Or do they have something else for the Super Bowl? I, I would love if they had an extension of it for the Super Bowl. I bet this was a test run to see yeah. how big the backlash would be yeah just like nike with kaepernick that yeah. would be interesting if they're able to buy a spot for that yeah hmm. um, we didn't mention nfl at all 
Oh yeah, Patriots won. Yeah. Some crazy games. Uh, crazy, yeah. <sighs> um, but I got a lot of bad news. Okay, I think some of yours are more serious, so I, I better start. Okay. My only one is Netflix raising the goddamn prices. Mm-hmm. Biggest price jump ever. What 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 constitutes the need for a price jump? Why? What are they giving us? Nothing. Has has the um, what do you call it? What cost of living for Netflix really increased mm. that much? Is it a inflation situation? I don't know. The entire stock market was waiting for their for their quarterly results to come in to decide like the future of the economy. How terrifying is that? And the actual like financial analysts like we're mentioning um Bird is Bird Box? Yeah. They're like like the state of the stock market tomorrow depends, depends on, on Bird, Bird Box. Depends on how many that of my 12, 12 year old kids watched Bird Box over yeah. the weekend. <sighs> so yeah, we're we have officially that. downgraded to standard definition. Suck on that Netflix. Yeah. We were talking about that with Apple, too. How terrifying it is. Yeah. That the global economy depends on Apple and the choices that they make, and it's not looking great lately. No. I swear the next bubble is going to be the Apple bubble. It was the dot-com bubble. Tell the people it's what... It's going to be the Tell Apple the people bubble. the epiphany you had that led to that in the mall when we walked past the we Apple store. We walked past the Apple store, and the Apple store used to be this bright, shiny place where you went, and just, like, everything seemed like just it was, to like, touch on a things cloud. And, yeah. Like, you just seemed like you walked through, like, a good place. Like, mm. it looked like the entrance to the good place. Yeah. Um, and now it looks like the DMV. That was really poignant when Everyone, you came Everyone, like, that. is wearing gray and looks sad. <laughs> just waiting for someone to... To take a thousand dollars from them. Yeah, it's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. It's sad. The biggest mistake they made was making it accessible to everyone. Mm. Trying to do this idea that everyone needs an iPhone and now it's not special and now it's terrible. It's just another thing you have to wait in line to do. Yeah. And ruin the magic. Okay. With that, let's <sighs> hit hit us with the lightning round of bad news. Did you hear about the girl that was killed in Melbourne? Um, I think so. She was like a... 20-something-year-old uni student from Israel, mm, and yeah, she was, like, assaulted and killed, like, at a tram stop, just, like, mm. not even that late at night. It's fucking terrifying. And all the comments from her her parents were uh, harsh, but correct in, uh, we, we expect this from America, we did not expect this from Australia. Ouch, that's a double burn. Yeah, it was like, we expect this type of violence in America, we don't expect that in a safe country like Australia. Mm. Uh, which... I felt that deeply of yeah. like there are times that like I walked home from places in Melbourne or like mm-hmm. took the tram late at night by myself in Melbourne and like obviously was aware of my surroundings and careful but did not think oh I'm doing something dangerous right now yeah. like I probably would have in different parts of the US sure. that I've been. Um, so yeah, it's just shocking. It's absolutely shocking. Yeah. Um. The last one, I, I, we have to talk about it. Okay, I'll give you, I'll give you five minutes. Uh, I don't even think I really need that long. Like everyone's talking about it. Nobody needs my take on this. Nobody mm-hmm. needs a white person's take on it. No. But I, I need to talk about the um, Covington High School kids with uh, Nathan, the Native American elder. Uh-huh. Um, it's just so frustrating how quick people are to try and protect innocent white boys um, and try and spin the story however they can to say that they were the victims or uh, that it was misrepresented because, you know, white conservatives are, like, the new oppressed, like, 
people in the U.S. Mm. And I'm just so over trying to spin the story for a couple reasons. Yeah. Number one, if you watch the video and you are not a white male yourself, you have seen that smirk. You've seen that look on people's faces, on white boys' faces that know that there's not going to be consequences for things. Yeah. Just ask anyone. They have seen that look. He, that was not a, oh, I'm scared, or, no, it's a, oh, this is a respectful thing that I'm doing standing straight in his face and not moving no, out of his way. It's a douchey face, you know, just yes. from a still picture yes. of it. So that doesn't mean that you have to throw him in jail necessarily, but, but yeah, claim, playing the victim at that point Yeah, is claiming silly, that, yeah. oh, well, they can't, the, the Native American actually came up to the boys when they were um, just peacefully praying or whatever the, yeah. the narrative they're trying to spin is, is bullshit. If you look at the previous, the other uh, later videos that have come out of like before the other video they're arguing over, yeah. the boys are like jumping and yelling around the elder. Mm -hmm. Like they were not like peacefully praying for peace. Come on. No, I mean, yeah, the little that I've seen, it seems to remind me more of like high school boys doing shitty things. Yes. So I don't know how much of it has a racial slant to it. When you're wearing it. the red hat, so that's more what I would want to get into, it. which is that. So these were high schoolers, right? High schoolers at a pro-life march. So these are white boys yeah. wearing Make America Great Again hats, marching against women's rights. On the day of the women's march? Yes. Right. So they were not there peacefully. Uh, they were not there. No. Sorry. They were not there. They were peaceful, but they were not there for like a magnanimous purpose. Yeah. They gotcha. were not there to like pray for unity. I just, they're high schoolers. When I was in high school... Social studies teachers were still giving you quizzes to help you figure out whether you were liberal or conservative. Yeah. And now the kids are are getting hats from their chaperones or whoever gave them. Where, and where being, are the chaperones? Being supported in going and, down there. And these are the same people, probably, that mm. would support, like, the let's not allow politics in, in high schools bill that we talked about last yeah. week. Yeah. And, like, this is how they're politicizing their children. The last point I'm going to make is, well, two more points. First of all, you cannot possibly say that that large group of white boys was threatened by, like, three Native Americans with drums. No. Um, and, yeah, I, no, that's just stupid. But also, the biggest comparison or the biggest problem I've seen of it mm -hmm. is just such the double standard in the media with boy, boys of color, teenage boys of color. Yeah. And white boys. Right. The first thing that they do with a white boy who rapes someone mm -hmm. or does something like this is like, oh, well, they have so much potential. They just made a mistake. Brett Kavanaugh just made a mistake. Mm -hmm. And as soon as it's a 10-year-old black kid with a BB gun, it's like, Gang oh, well, yeah, he yeah. once wore a bandana, so yeah. he's not innocent. Right. Can you imagine if this was vice versa and it was like a, an elderly, like, it, a veteran. Yeah. A the, white, yeah. The, the Native American is a war right. veteran. Right. Can you imagine if it was an old white veteran and a group of black teenage boys like that? Would the narrative be the same? No. The police would have been on the scene probably. The police would have with... been on the scene. Someone would have gotten shot. Yeah. They would have been thugs. They would have been mm -hmm. uh, high school boys out of control on drugs, whatever. Yeah. But because it's white boys, it's like, oh, they were just scared. They're innocent. Yeah. Like, that's the biggest thing about it is if you flip this narrative in any sort of way, mm -hmm. 
there's no way that this would be the same the same uh, type of argument over whether or not that they were harassing that person. Yeah. Uh, my parting thought is to get up on my soapbox is to say, wake up tomorrow. Remember what your greatest passions and strongest beliefs are and just spend an hour to rethink them. And, Try to do it from a different perspective. And figure out how many of those have to do with hating other people. Yeah, that's a good tactic to take. Um, and don't make those the ones you're passionate about. You shouldn't <laughs> be passionate about oppressing people. Correct. Or hating people. Um, the one thing that I will say about the narrative um, from the left side, if you will, that I'm uncomfortable mm -hmm. with, is I've seen a lot of people... Uh, being like, this is what Christian educations do, da 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 mm -hmm. da And I'm a little bit uncomfortable with the implication that Christian schools are all white, conservative yeah. schools. I think that's um, being a bit stereotypical and being, yeah. once again, assuming whiteness. In because lot, I go yeah. to a black, I, I teach at a black Catholic school. Yeah. The majority, the vast majority of our students are black, mm -hmm. and the ones who are not black are Latino. And one of our, like, sister schools in our network is almost predominantly Latino school. Yep. So I have some problems with people that are trying to typecast all Catholic schools as the same. That Yeah, it always happens in these situations is people jump to use the words all or everyone and they just, they take an example, and I'm not saying you can't use that to try to illustrate a point about society at large. And there is a problem with, like, white conservative Christians and their, where they fall in the political sure. scheme and how many of them support Trump dis despite how obviously not Christian values. But you have to be careful when you're drawing very large groupings. Yes. Yeah. And to say that, like, this is the problem with the Catholic education, it's like, I teach at a Catholic school yeah. full of black kids. We are planning our Black History Month program. Yeah. And... No one was pushing for your group to go to a anti-women's no. march. No, they were not. <laughs> uh, so I think people need to be careful when they try and, like, paint with such broad strokes yeah. of, you know, all Catholic or all Christian education is the reason that our country is is like this and yeah. yes it's a big part of it and yes the white conservative christian populace mm -hmm. is a problem but be careful when you try and group all christian schools together because there are plenty of uh, students of color kids of color yeah. that go to catholic schools that were, are not wearing trump hats believe me and like those hats are so like literally like three years ago mm -hmm. like could there be can you come up with anything more creative than that maybe what, are you, what point are you even trying to make? I don't know. Uh, we, we praised the internet a couple weeks ago for all of the openness and connectivity that it offers. We did? Yeah. About um, the Nick Hornby book and how the hell, right. what the hell did yes. they do without the internet? Yes. But I went on a rant to you the other day about extremism in any form, whether it is religious, whether it's political, how, whether it's racial, or whether it's video games or fandoms. And how targeted stuff is such a problem because then you end up in your own bubble. Yeah. You only see advertisements for things that you already like. You only see posts about things that you're going to agree with. And it's easy to think that everyone thinks the same way as you. And yeah. you're in the right yeah. when you're not. And you should do whatever it takes to fight for that. Like, I wanted 100% of, of my mind and body for Roger Federer to win. Sitsipas won. If a Sitsipas fan showed up at my front door and was like, Roger blows, he's done, he's a loser. Like, I'm not going to punch him in the face. I would say, 
Yeah, your guy played a good match. Maybe Roger will get him next time. Now why are you at my house? Yeah, that would yeah. be a good good question to ask. Yeah. Okay. I gave you five minutes. We took up nine. That's okay. Sorry. Um, Real quick advertisement. I think you should pitch your giveaway related to both Oh, yeah. Shows. So uh, if you have been listening to this podcast at all, you know that I started a Instagram for Book Digits, um, at Book Digits on Instagram. And I am currently hosting my very first giveaway. The giveaway is uh, my favorite book from last year. Not your favorite book, but we did talk about yeah. it on the podcast. Darius the Great is Not Okay. So if you follow me on Instagram, or if you don't already, now's your chance to go follow at Book Digits on Instagram. If you're, if you're not an Instagram user, don't don't try. Or go in with someone who knows what they're doing, is what I would recommend. <laughs> it's not to get for... you to help me with the giveaway oh, was boy. like you trying to set your grandma's internet up. Oh boy. It was rough. It was rough. Is there was a, a lot story? of confusion. Is it a feed? How do you share a feed on your story? My God. Um, but anyways, if you're an Instagram person, go on there, check out the latest post I've done, and uh, enter the giveaway you have until the end of January. Cool. And you get extra points, extra entries in the giveaway if you mm -hmm. sign up for a BookTidgets account on our website, yeah. BookTidgets.com. And they're going to get a hardcover. And a hardcover copy Shipped of Darius the Great is not okay. Home. Shipped to your home as long as Amazon ships to you. This giveaway is not affiliated by Instagram or Amazon. Uh, we don't have Prime, though. Prime's fucking bullshit, too. Go ahead, babe. It's like, it's such a scam. You find things that aren't labeled as Prime, and they take five to seven days to ship. Mm -hmm. I don't pay for Prime. I wanted something to arrive in five to seven days. Now it's showing up tomorrow, two days later, one and a half days well, later. Once they've duped you, they're like, oh, we don't, we can't actually do five to seven day shipping. Yeah, it's ready to go. Yeah. All right, main events. I, I say movies. I was going to say book. Um, it's up to you, honey. I say movies. Okay. What are we talking about? We are talking about Mary Poppins. Poppinses. Poppinses. Poppins I. Mary Poppins. Yeah. What's the song? Which one? Um, the one about Mary Poppins when they're dancing with penguins. Oh, it's a jolly holiday with Mary. Mary, Mary makes your heart so light. light. When your day is gray and ordinary, Mary, Mary makes the, the sunshine sun bright. bright. Yeah, big brass band is the only part I know. Um, Your so starts beating like a big brass this band. Was a, this was quite a fiasco because you we had gotten a movie gift certificate. Are we going to talk about the original Mary Poppins first? Yeah, yeah I'm just okay. telling the story. Okay. Setting the scene. Um, and so we were inspired to go to our overpriced AMC theater. Mm -hmm. Why did we pay so much? Because we, we had recliners the or the special sound? The sound. I didn't notice the sound. Um, so we wanted to lock in the day and time we were going to go, mm -hmm. and you had seen the old Mary Poppins on VHS, on oh, TV yeah. recorded VHS? No, no, no. Proper Disney. Okay. Disney All my VHS. Disney VHSs were taped from television. Not shocked. <laughs> um, so... Mine was a proper VHS. I have that VHS collection. It's still in my parents' house. over Christmas. With my mom. And I cannot tell you the last time I had seen it, and you said that I probably should see the original. Yes. Which you later agreed with me. Oh, definitely. Uh, but it is in the vault, so it was $19, or else look at a lot of porn while trying to find it online. And we allegedly. opted for the porn. Yeah. Allegedly. What? We allegedly watched it illegally. 
Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I thought you said we allegedly looked at porn. No, we allegedly found it yeah, streaming true. somewhere. No proof. It worked out quite well, actually. Allegedly. Um, so, yeah, we watched the two hours and plus of the original, and then... The original is very long, but it doesn't feel long. No. It really sucked me. I thought I was going to be bored by it. I need to talk about the original for a little bit. Yeah. I thought I was going to be bored by it. It's a fascinating film. It's bizarre bizarrely fascinating, fascinating bizarre just like gray yeah but you can't take your eyes off of it yeah the musical numbers are just at the right times when you're starting to drift a little bit and then yeah. there's like a musical number and like chalk cartoons yeah and and like uh, real like what's the song is it banger what do people say on the radio when uh -huh. it's like that's a banger is that the word sure um a bop a bop yeah maybe that too okay like Super Califragilistic, like that one just, it Super just keeps going. Like it's Seattle loud, it does, it's not relenting. Yeah. Woof. Um, can I give you my big And they're take stuck one? in my head. Oh, constantly. yeah. And the Chimchimini one. Yeah. And the Tuppins. I Good did not God, this, this lady, this gal over here. Tuppins. Just would walk around the house in a day. It's going to Tuppins. The pets. Two pets. It's two pets. I think they're saying two pets. My God, it was terrifying. I was like, I don't know if I want to watch this movie with her. Um, my biggest takeaway. Biggest takeaway from the original and the new one, Mary Poppins. The lady works in like one and a half day increments. She's like Amazon Prime for children. Kind of. Like, is that why they call her Poppins? Because she only pops in. I don't know. Was one great breakthrough I had. But yeah, she packs a lot into her. 36-hour visits. She, she always does. asks for that Tuesday off, but we never get there. Yeah. We did wow. get there. She wasn't there the day that the kids went, the children went to visit at the bank. Okay, yeah. Because then she wasn't there, and then the, she had to come home, and... You got me. That's why, um, that's why Bert had to watch the children, and that's why they went up on the roof. In the chimney. Mm. Okay. So, yeah, the original... Yeah. It, it works. It's kind of like a mind fuck for me. It holds up. I had, like... I didn't remember that it broke the fourth wall at the beginning. Yeah. Dick Van Dyke talks to you. Oh, They're like, true, oh, yeah. you're looking for Cherry Tree Lane? Come with me. Yeah. Didn't remember that. I love um, the special effects in the original. Yes. Um, love them. I don't even know how they did them. Her pulling know. stuff out of the bag, I didn't I didn't get how she did that one. And then the chalk drawing, like the, the animation versus with yeah. the people combined. And the like, double mirrors and everything. Yeah. yeah. I um, It's funny, too. Yeah. It's really ironic and funny. Right. Mr. Banks is like my new favorite Disney character. Cause Not he's now, just like, children, please. He's just like, what the fuck happened to my household? To my whole life. Like, to first of all, life. I have to deal with this, like, my building crumbles every couple hours when the, uh, the sea Which is captain. never explained. It's just part of right. their life. Um... And he's a little bit frustrated with his children, but not that frustrated. So he's like, we'll just get a nanny to settle them down. And all this happens. Yes. And just like the irony in it. Like just yeah. really good situational irony. Yeah. Is that what it's called? I mean, is it British humor? Oh, that was pretty. Um, like, is it Monty Python humor? I don't think so. Okay. Because really I typically slapstick. don't like that. It's irony. Mm. It's, it's. Uh, I can't even think of a good example, but like some of the things that he says yeah. are just hilarious. Yeah. And just the uh, juxtaposition. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's just, uh, it 
it's just amazing. Mm. And it's also, for the time, I feel like very anti-capitalist and yes. very anti-patriarchy. Yeah. Uh, and I wasn't expecting those, uh, not even undertones, overtones either. I wasn't expecting expecting Julie Andrews to be so pretty. She caught me off guard. She was flawless. Mm. Absolutely flawless. And her voice. Yeah. Just to die for. I have like a really, I was watching it and had this really weird sense memory of the beginning of Spoonful of Sugar. Mm -hmm. I definitely have that on like a cassette tape somewhere that I used to listen to because the, the lead in of the song is actually like recorded in the studio with the song. You can yeah. tell like the way the audio changes and it's like, um, a, a splash of fun and yeah. the job is done just and it goes into yeah. like it's the lead into the song uh -huh. and i was just like i don't know i had such you weird were possessed sense by memory. this whole movie yeah. um i have some other comments on the original movie still sure the plot of it yeah same as elf uh similar yeah. same plot as elf mm -hmm. dad that works too much yeah the kids that like need the dad but don't know how to get his attention and act out because of it and mm -hmm. then someone just like literally blows in from magic well, the north or the west or yeah. from magic and like helps the whole family yeah brings the family together mm -hmm. um and the what? the parks aren't cold open that we talked about in the podcast the one where she's like your parents are out of town and she yeah. sings that whole thing and in the end uh ron's like there's a man on fire in the park <laughs> yeah. um that really reminded me of one of the parts in the movie. It was like the same type of like humor mm -hmm. as in the movie when like they're all just like, he's just like, I've had the best day at work. And he sings about how great his day at yeah. work is. And then she's like, the children are missing. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, um, <laughs> and the other part that reminded me of something that I really like, these are like all my favorite things. Yeah. Elf, Parks and Rec, and? Um, Rom-coms. <gasps> Honey. What? Boy Meets World. Yeah. Um, the My Brother's a Moron part that we have to be getting to soon on, yeah. on Boy Meets World. Um, the part when they're doing the step to the step to the whatever, step in time, step yeah. in time, and then they start singing about all the things. Yeah. They're like, boats for women, boats for women, and they're just dancing around. <laughs> yeah, like, taking whatever topic. Taking whatever is, yeah. topic and then just singing it yeah. and dancing around with it. Anyways. Man. Got a lot of It's a trip. It. It's something it's of an classic. acid trip. It is, it is an acid trip, and it's a classic. To transition to the new one, yes. can I say Go for it. that I think the thing I love the most about the original is that like the plot fucking sneaks up on you. Yeah. I apologize for swearing about Mary Poppins, but <laughs> like you get like an hour and a half in, and you're like, oh, this bank shit's important. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, his name's Banks. Yeah. Works at the bank. Works Banks. Like this is the... This is leading to a climax, but it's like the movie's not about the money or the bank or mm -hmm. or direct comment or on the capitalism the whole time. Or the bird lady, right. It just sneaks up on you and all of a sudden you're like, wow, Mary Poppins has been preparing them for this. Whether it's, uh, you know, I love the, the idea of just say supercalifragilisticexpialidocious when you, you don't know. Anything to say? Like, I wish, I wish that was like a law. Because I feel like people, I know I say dumb stuff when I'm trying to fill silence or people get too aggressive or too angry when they don't know what to say. And you can't be angry saying supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. No. And it tied into the ending. Yes. Oh, also, I was just going to say, sorry to step one Go step ahead. back. I think my favorite scene of it is the laughing one. Yeah, I always seeing, forget I, about that I, one. I had no memory of that scene. But seeing that old man, like, trying to be sad but cannot stop laughing, like... 
And Mary's such a buzzkill in that scene. Kind of. She pretends to be a buzzkill, but then she floats the tea up there so they can have yeah. their tea. She's like a sneaky buzzkill, though. Well, or sneaky not a buzzkill. I think she's sneaky not a buzzkill. I think she has a facade to, proper, man, to maintain. Okay. But she really wants to play along with the games. Like, she's always like, oh, Bert, why do you always make me do these things? And yeah. then she, like, wins the fucking horse race, you know? Yeah. Um... So, yeah, I think the the laughter uh, tea party scene has the, probably the least memorable song, but laugh. that, yeah, that scene stayed with I me. So, anyways, in contrast, the new movie from opening scene is like, we're going to be fucking poor. We're losing this house. Mm -hmm. And every scene from there is, how are we going to save the house? There was too much plot and too yeah. much obvious plot. I wish there had been... So if you hadn't, haven't seen the new one, the plot is that um, Michael? Michael Banks, yeah. uh, the, the, one of the kids from the has original inherited movie, the house. has inherited the house, but his wife has died and they don't have enough money to like to keep paying Pay for the, the house. Pay the loan, the mortgage, yeah. And, um, and he's taken a second mortgage or something like that. Um, and the, they need to find some bank shares left from their father yeah. uh, in order to save the house. Um, and then there's this whole evil plot Um an evil bank person. Mm -hmm. And it was just a little bit too obvious of a plot. And like you said, it was because the plot was right in your face from the start. Every time they went on a little journey with Mary, you were like, wasting time. Yeah. What are we gonna wasting do? Time. <laughs> and also I wish the plot was like, Why did Mary show up? Like, I know they had to explain away quickly. They were like, we can't afford a nanny. And he was like, it'll be good for them still. Cause he found the old kite. And yeah. Flew it up into the air. And then it like, no, no, no. That's how Mary came. The kite was, like, uh, the little one sent the kite right. up into the air, and Mary like, was, like, a call to her or something, yeah. like, brought okay. her back, I think. Um, but it's, like, the the original one was so good because that anti-capitalism kind yeah. of theme was not the main plot. No. The main plot was, like, don't work so much and loosen up and let your kids have some fun. Mm -hmm. The main plot of this one was different, which is fine. It was the opposite. It was, like how to let your kids be kids even when they're sad and when stuff needs to be done. But um, really, we need to find those bank shares because yeah. otherwise no one's going to be happy ever fucked. again. <laughs> um, and, but I just felt like the, there was this whole like sub-sub-subplot about the dad used to like drawing and painting um, and yeah. then he had to give it up when he had to get this job to save the house and then they just like forgot about that. Yeah. Like that would have been such a good, I wish they had focused more on that plot and less on like the evil banking plot yeah because like that's what i want to see is like art has value like that would have been an interesting way to still do that same like anti-capitalism kind of thing without having to be so in your face like banks are evil corporations are evil yeah and it was just a weird and same thing with um with jane like mm -hmm. they were trying to make her like the mom the votes for women except now it was like unions for laborers or whatever yeah um but once again it was the moms was like serious but kind of played for comedy yeah and jane's was just too serious yeah and they shoved in that awkward romance plot which has to be so that you wouldn't um get some sort of weird pedophilia vibes with mary and lin-manuel miranda yeah because he's supposed to have been like a child the last time that she came around right. and he like idolized her as a child okay and then you might want to like ship the two of them together right because of the chemistry so then they just like throw jane at him so my hot take about Lin-Manuel, he was fine in this movie, but I could not shake the feeling that he learned how to ride a bike <laughs> just for this film. In this film, not for this film, like yeah. that first day. 
like, like he's riding a bike in almost every scene, and some of them are like stunt bikes. Like yeah. they do some pretty interesting stunts with it. But just the look on his face looks like I'm I'm gonna be okay, but this is not what I signed up for exactly. It's one of those things when like you see. Uh, actors who like get a role on Game of Thrones and they're like I told them I could ride a horse and I've never ridden a horse yeah. before yeah. like he put it like they asked him in the interview for it or like the audition for it like oh you can ride a bike right and he's like yeah definitely in Washington Heights I learned how to ride a bike sure um and then he was like oh shit I have to do a lot of bike riding I liked his character like I liked the transition from the chimney sweeps to the lamp lighters like I thought that yes, was that I think offered that a lot really of well. cool visual stuff yes and the bike scene was pretty cool yeah you know, the songs from anyone, they weren't that memorable. I They were pretty forgettable. I came out of the movie singing the old songs, which I yeah. don't think says very much about the new songs. Yeah, I read one, one review which was like, the times that you perk up during the movie are when you hear the theme and the score from the old stuff. Yes. Yeah. And that was what I felt like too. I walked out of it singing Chim Chimney, not singing Yeah, like the big musical Fantastic. number is called, is like the don't judge a book by its cover one. Like again, everything's just very, very direct in this. Yeah. Like supercalifragilistic. Like Making you're just trying to nothing. understand what the lyrics are and you're like, what's going on? And this one, it was like, don't judge a book by the cover. Don't judge people by how they look. Blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Um... And then that leads into, like, the banker is evil. Right. Banks are evil. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't I don't know how the first Mary Poppins is really, like, a. it's not a pure kids movie. I can no. see why kids would be interested in it. Uh, but this one maybe was too much for kids. I don't know. I, I found myself not falling asleep, but kind of losing interest a few times. I just disliked some of the songs. I did not like the bath number. Yeah. Uh, just visually, it wasn't that magical for me. And, like, I'm, I'm not going to get into my weird problems with the way it portrayed um, sea life. Because nobody <laughs> wants that. But uh, <laughs> You were pulled out of the fantasy, I could tell. Don't tell kids to swim with dolphins, captive dolphins. Yeah. And don't tell kids to step on reefs and take things off of reefs to wash themselves. Just... Yeah. Not gonna get into that. Yeah. Um, and then the scene with Meryl Streep. Yeah, you could have just cut that, and no one would have. No one would. It was cared. supposed to be the equivalent of the the I love to yeah. laugh one because instead of being up in the ceiling, they were upside down. Upside down. Yeah. And it kind of gave a little bit into like the lure of like every second Tuesday or whatever. But that scene. She was a European gypsy. The or what scene was didn't she? really do it for me. I thought it was quite offensive to gypsies. Honestly, <laughs> gypsy is a. Um, not a very nice term, any derogatory yeah. term anyways, but I thought it was kind of offensive to that group of people. Um, and it just didn't do it for me. Yeah. And I, th I think on one hand, it's interesting that they followed this almost the same like uh, song progression and the same like scene by scene kind of mm -hmm. thing of the movie of like this type of song, this plot break, this type of song, this plot break, this type of song, going to visit the dad. Yeah. Like, so on one hand, I'm like, it's kind of cool that they were able to keep that, those same beats that they hit. But mm. on the other hand, I think it limited them and made it seem a little bit, I don't know, derivative or something. Yeah. It just didn't all blend well. Like, they tried too hard to make it like the same, hit it the same notes or hit the same beats and didn't try quite hard enough or didn't really hit the mark for me in terms of hitting the same... Um, themes or emotional connections or uh i don't know how to describe it what am i trying to say yeah it just didn't reach the same, the same heights. tone yeah. it wasn't the same tone yeah um they think i don't know i feel like they focus too much 
on trying to have big song and dance numbers and not enough on just like the whimsy of it. Right. That's the, the word I think. The whimsy. It's, mis- it's lacking in whimsy. It's lacking in the whimsy. The whimsy was too forced and too too genuine almost. The first one was really like subversive and ironic and like yeah. just really weird humor. And this one was went for straight genuine and nostalgia and that tonal shift just didn't work for me. Yeah. Um, overall, if you haven't seen it yet and you like the original and you want to see it, see it. Like, I think it was entertaining to watch. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we saw it. I wasn't like, fuck, we just wasted no. a gift certificate. Like, I'm glad that we saw it. It was a good one to see in theaters. The actors were fine enough. Emily Blunt is fine. The actors were fine enough. Emily Blunt was fine. Lin-Manuel was charming and his voice was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, the little kids were pretty cute. Yeah. Um, Michael Banks, I thought, was a good actor. Yeah. Um, I didn't love the plot, as I've mentioned. But... Yeah. Um, and the... Dick Van Dyke cameo is pretty pretty good at the end. Yes. Um, so, worth seeing, entertaining, but does not have the saying power of the original. I don't think I could watch that one in 50 years and be like, wow, what a classic. This was great. I no. think I would be like, mm, this is a little bit overdone or yeah. it's not as catching as the first time. Um, so, do you think, what, what do you think you would have felt seeing it if you hadn't seen the original? Um... I think I would have been annoyed at some of the the random parts of like the street, like the like the canon and stuff. Like yeah. I would have been more frustrated by that. Uh, hey, I don't know if it would have colored my impressions too much. Some of the lines though, you were mad about, and I was like, "That's a line from the original movie." The one that's like, yeah. "There's one thing to know about Mary; she never explains anything." You're yeah. like annoyed about that as like kind of a plot write off. Yeah, and I was like, "No, that's, that's a line from no, the original where she says, I, she says." I'll start with the first thing. I, I never explain anything and then yeah. walks away. Yeah. But also some of that, like, Emily Blunt came off as a little bitchy and not, mm. I don't know, The Julie Andrews, Andrews in the original Mary Poppins had this way of, like, being very prim and proper, mm-hmm. but without, like, seeming rude or dismissive or something. Yeah. Whereas they felt like this Mary was a little bit harsh. A little bit too edgy, yeah. A little bit had yeah a little bit more of an edge or like seemed a little bit annoyed about things or something and i didn't yeah i don't know she's known with julie andrews i really like emily blunt honestly but i don't know something was a little bit missing she obviously yeah. needed to play it her own way and not just try and be a carbon copy of julie andrews but and they do kind of have a callback to like the animation blend yeah which is cool but in general like the special effects of the original are just so much cooler because it's such an old-timey look that you're like, yes. how did they ever do that? And it seems like like leaps and bounds yeah. ahead of the rest of the movie, whereas yeah. this one you were like, I don't know, they kind of had to do the opposite, and they kind of had right. to take it tone in the down, reverse CGI and tone it down. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, to make it, to give it a different look, Yeah, which seems less less magical. All right, I think we've given that its due uh, review. So, the next thing we're talking about is not about England. We're staying in Europe, though. Staying in Europe. Jumping, we have themes here, people. Jumping over a country, going Children. through the channel. Children love the European books. Uh, the book we're talking about today is French Exit by Patrick DeWitt. Yep. Um, this is a book that you primarily decided to read because you liked his other book, correct? I liked his other book. I wanted you to read the other one under Major Domo Minor, but it was in your Year of Women Authors, mm-hmm. so you were legally... Not allowed to read it. <laughs> it wasn't a legal, legally I think you would still though. like that one better. It's got a Beauty and the Beast um, kind of plot to it. 
Uh, this one is all about rich people. Mm -hmm. I think it's making fun of rich people. Uh, to a degree, yeah. A certain type of rich person, I guess. The basis of the the basics of the book, the basic plot is that there's this rich widow, uh, and she lives with her adult son. Yeah. In kind of a creepy relationship, a little bit of Malcolm, like a Malcolm, I think. Bates, I look up some a Bates esque relationship. Yeah. Um, Norman Bates, isn't that the right? I reference? got you. Yeah. I've never seen that. That part of it's from. Uh, Psycho. Which movie is it? Huh. The Shining. Huh. No, Alfred Hitchcock, right? Psycho. Huh. I don't know. Oh, um, God, we're bad. <laughs> so, this slightly creepy relationship, codependent relationship with his mom, like, they literally have phone lines installed, so that they, like, multiple phone lines installed, so they can talk to each other from their respective bedrooms. Like, it's a little weird. Yeah. Um, and her husband, who's kind of a dickhead, dies and leaves her with a bunch of money. Huh. And... The title of the book makes a lot of sense, and I didn't really know what was the oh, difference between that. a French exit and a, what's it? Irish goodbye that people usually say? Yeah. Okay. Um, Irish goodbye sounds like a weird, like, uh, British... Is that what it British is? British detective, a British thriller. Hmm. Yeah, no, you're right. Okay. Um, so, she... Her name's... Yeah, Francis is the mom, Malcolm is the son. Yeah, so Francis um, ends up losing their house or their apartment. Like, she basically runs out of money. Uh, yes, she is trying to figure out how to... She meets with, like, the financial planner of her dead husband's estate and makes it clear that she wants to basically get rid of all her funds. Liquidate her assets. Liquidate her assets, yeah. Um, so she kind of illegally, sketchily, like, sells off a bunch of their stuff before the bank seizes their property, gets all that money exchanged to euros, and goes to stay at a friend's house uh, or apartment in Paris. Right. First they take a cruise ship over, which is, like, a decent chunk of the book. Yeah. Um... There's a, a psychic that is involved. Yeah, and the cat we'll, we'll get to, cat, small there's, Frank. There's a sentient, or I guess all cats are sentient, but there's a possessed cat. Yeah. If you've seen my tags on Book Digits. Um, <laughs> and so they so, relocate to, to Paris, and it's called, you were just looking up that French exit means like to say, to like leave without saying goodbye or to... And without paying the bill, which is the interesting oh, part. So that really is a French exit then. Yeah. Irish goodbye is nothing about money. It's just not... Um, not actually saying just goodbye. Just slipping out and yeah. not saying bye to everyone. I didn't read the full thing that you had on there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she basically leaves her debt behind and goes to Paris, runs away to Paris. Mm. And she makes two French exits, really. And then, yeah. And then she has... Um, they kind of build up this odd cast of characters in their the the uh the apartment that they're sort of borrowing yes and then um, she just keeps alluding to this plan that like you don't really figure out but you kind of figure out yeah so i thought that it was um the writing was really witty it's hilarious one of yeah. maybe my favorite lines in that i've read in a long time <laughs> in literature you did come out of the bathroom guffawing about that this um he what was the line <laughs> He's a pile of of American garbage, and I fear that I'll love him forever. Yeah. Fucking loved that line. Yeah. So concise, but just, like, you didn't even need the chapter. You basically just needed that line. Yeah. Like, it says everything that it needs to in that one line, and it's yeah. just fucking hilarious. Like, it conveys so much meaning, and it's just so funny. Yeah. And that was pretty constant throughout. Like, the characters, like, were fully aware of what was going on and who they were dealing with, but they, like... I don't know. They were still embroiled in all of the drama of it, I guess. Yeah. And 
it was like the the writing was really witty and really funny. I did not give a shit about the plot so, or any of the characters or anything. I mean, I, I really based didn't care. my book digits review around calling it basically a Wes Anderson movie, you know, put into or spec script kind of for a Wes Anderson movie. Yes. You know, the type I'm talking about with Owen Wilson playing some uh, uh, whimsical character with a lot of white people and international movements and weird families and rich people and stuff. Yes. Um, so it's definitely got that vibe. I held out hope till the end that it was all going to build to something. It's going to come together and be worth it. Yeah. And the secret plot was actually going to be interesting. The secret like thing that she was plotting. Yeah. So uh, the author brings this cat to life, more or less, via a seance uh, about two-thirds of the way in. And I'm like, I'm on board for this. Like, I want and this then... cat to, like, to stir up stuff and get involved in nope. the mysteries and stuff and he basically has two scenes and they weren't interesting they were just a, a, an annoying old man yeah which was supposed to be the joke i guess that all cats are old men or something no just that it would be so crazy to be able to commune with a dead guy through a cat but it would actually just be pretty dull yeah and he would just be stuck on the same things he was stuck on from yeah. before um interestingly enough it compares it to young jane young Yep, that's a good comparison for a book a we talked about actually. here. Yeah. Which that one, I liked the plot and some of the writing. Yeah. Um, so many fucking umbrellas. How did she, why did she bring no, so many umbrellas? One. Jane Unlimited. Is oh, sorry, that's Young what Jane I would Young. compare it to. Young Jane Young, the one where she yeah. is in a sex scandal and then she runs away and then... Yeah, I'd compare, it's got a little bit of both. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I was wrong. Yeah. Um, so I gave it a pretty low grade. I gave it a C minus. Mm. Um... My biggest takeaway was the impressive word choice and wit could not make up for the boring plot and strange underdeveloped characters. Yeah, the side characters are all like a hoot for a little while, but yeah, it just doesn't all come together. It just that did much. not come together, and like the for how much uh, the main character Frances like alludes to this master plan that she has. Yeah, it is not worth it in the end. It would have been worth it if she had, like, some ridiculous plan that tied together the whole plot. Like, I kind of feel like he phoned it in a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like, he had this idea and that the setup would have been worth it mm. if he had been able to tie it together and just didn't bother to come yeah. up with, like, a, a cool way to tie it together. Like, I almost feel like he would have needed to let it just, like, sit a little bit longer and figure out what that linchpin was at the end of the book that was going to make all the other stuff worthwhile. Yeah. And it, it just fizzled. For me. Yeah. I think I he feel... could have spun it around. It could have been a BB plus book for me if he had pulled it together in the end. Yeah. And instead I gave it a C minus. I mean, a lot of times I complain that like books can be very beautifully written for the first chapter. And then, you know, if you look at that book later on and you compare it to the last chapters, like the author can't keep it up. Yeah. And in this case, that. I think too much emphasis was put on maintaining the comic pace and the comic observations and he just forgot to back it up with give a, a purpose to it all yeah yeah and whoever was like his editor i think they were just like kind of let some of the plot stuff go because it was beautifully written yeah and like you don't want to lose the wit of it by rewriting it to try and fix the plot but yeah. then at the same time there was no plot yeah. or not a plot that i cared about so I would, I would like to read his other one because if you think it still has some of that same witty writing and it has yeah. a more interesting plot or a plot that I would get more invested in, mm -hmm. I, I am interested in reading because I really did like the writing. Like in my review, I 
put that like I, I literally would stop and just laugh at a sentence like that other yeah. sentence like there's multiple times that I just stopped and went huh, and like reread a sentence because it was that good of a sentence also it but, had short chapters which is always going to make me enjoy a book more often than not yeah yeah all right i got a couple of upcoming things i have two uh, have we mentioned that The Hunchback of Notre Dame is the next live-action one? I assume that's why I started singing the soundtrack that time. We must have talked about it. We didn't. Okay. You don't remember um, my singing? Someday. When we could we be, We could be ordinary. No. I have seen uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame maybe once. I saw it in theaters. Mm -hmm. Did not like it. I don't know how old I would have been. Did not like it. My aunt took me to see it, and I've never seen it again. The article that I that I'll never link to, uh, the comments people were trying to argue that the Hunchback was like in the pantheon of Disney classics. They're like, doesn't everybody compare it to Beauty and the Beast and Lion King? And people had to be like, uh, no. the only reason from? is because Alan Menken did the score, right? So that's why it's people try from and that put same it, kind of. That's why people try you know. and put it together is because he he also did. Um, Aladdin and whatever other ones he did, Little Mermaid yeah. and whatever. Um, but no, it is not not in that. Two thousand. Oh, I was gonna say it could not have been two thousand two. What year was the original one? Ninety six. So I would have been seven, six or seven. Yeah. And I did not like it. It scared me. I was not interested in it, and I never saw it again. Uh, my other one. We mentioned the Uncharted movie. Sure. That's that's in development somewhat. And at the time, we mentioned that Nathan Fillion looks like the guy, but is probably way too old to do any type of stunt yeah. required. So this article mentions that Mark Marky Mark was one of the next picks, Stop. which would be bad, but would be Stop. understandable. Uh -uh, I would not Apparently, watch it's Tom Holland's role now. He just doesn't strike me as the right fit. They're going to do it as a prequel, this or an origin story. It, it this this article. Thinks. I mean. I like Isn't he very short? I like rewatched Tom Holland's um, lip sync thing where he did Umbrella that. by Rihanna. Um, so I will watch him in, in... Anything. Nearly anything. Yeah. But that does not... That seems like a weird role. Are they trying to make him Indiana Jones? I mean, that's essentially what the character is. So I just can't picture him as Indiana Jones, though. I can't picture him with... Can he grow a beard? Yeah, he's just... Yeah, and uh, Nathan Drake is, like, very kind of scruffy and... I don't know. I picture Tom yeah. Holland as just as the goofy Spider-Man. I don't know. Or, you know, Rihanna leather sure. top. I don't know. Upcoming um, from you? Spider-Man 2. Tom Holland. Yeah. Um, so he's alive. I guess. I found it very strange. It's like, basically like Spider-Man goes to Europe. Euro trip. I'm on, I'm on board. He like goes with his class and then like there's an international... Uh, problem. So he, he, Thanos Incident. killed him, but he's still in high school? Unclear. Okay. Unclear. Yeah. Um, I assume that's... Half the high school is gone, so that frees up a lot of seats at assembly. Uh, I assume this is set after the next Avengers comes out, which is in a couple months. Set after. Okay. Um, because I don't think it comes out yet. Mm. But, You think yeah, Avengers they, is coming out before? It's like in April. Alright. I, I just think that's, they really blocked themselves in with the way that they ended the other Avengers one. Screw the Because pooch. they can't 
<laughs> fuck to the pooch. What was I saying earlier? <laughs> you were saying some real dirty <laughs> fuck shit. To the, fuck to the pig is what I was trying to say earlier. And I meant screwed the pooch. And I Ugh. said fuck to the pig. Fuck to the pig. They really boxed themselves in. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> Not blocked. Boxed yeah. themselves in by ending uh, the Avengers spoilers, I guess, with like half the people like floating away <laughs> in little bits because then they can't advertise for their other films without giving it away. Mm-hmm. Anyway, stupid. But yeah, Spider-Man 2. Um, yeah. The other one was Space Force. Have you seen anything about that? No. There's going to be like a space workplace comedy with Steve Carell. Uh, did see the it's headline, the office didn't click it. in yeah. space. Why? Yeah. Isn't that what the Orville's already kind of trying to do? Yes. Yeah. And we've stopped watching that, so it didn't mm. work for us, obviously. <laughs> um, yeah, I, why? Fair question. I, I, I think I do know the why, actually. Why? He's desperate after Welcome to Marwin. I was just going to say, next week we will be talking about Welcome no, to No, we will not. You could not pay me enough to see that. Oh, man. Uh, I, I love scrolling through movie listings and going, didn't that movie come out two weeks ago? Why is it only showing at one time at 10.30 a.m.? Huh. Yeah. What could have happened with that one? Yeah. Uh, or, like, they advertise that a lot. And Janelle. I anywhere. Janelle. I, I, I've always, you know, I've never been a huge, huge Steve Carell fan, so I'm not shocked that he would pick weird roles like this. Janelle. Janelle come on, girl. girl. You could be in any movie. Yeah. Literally. You could, you could like demand anything that you wanted your own cast like a movie written about you yeah a movie starring a role of talking who cats cares? whatever who you cares? want yeah that was a misstep for mm -hmm. her um maybe she i don't know it's not like she needed more serious she was in moonlight yeah to know that was a misstep though so okay. maybe he needs to go back to, he's trying to go back to his roots and be like remember what you liked before guys remember yeah it's bad okay anything else um i don't think so all right. Did we do it? I think we did it. All right. We're, we'll be coming back next week, uh, assuming that I finish the book I'm supposed to read for it. Yeah. Which I need to work on. Um, we'll be back hopefully next week with a new episode. Mm -hmm. um, until then, follow us on Instagram at BookDigits. Um, you can follow us on Twitter if you want, at DDGetDown. And thanks for listening. See you later.